0: folks, and welcome to the seance room. Now, this seance room is very special. It's where I communicate with the dearly departed <laughs> and uh, talk about everything and anything paranormal under the sky. So, with that being said, please come and join us on Miss Hyde's sofa for another episode of... Miss Hyde's Paranormal World. I hope you enjoy, and I'll see you later. Hey guys, welcome back to Miss Hyde's Paranormal World. Yes, yes, yes. Before I start getting any bitches and complaining, I upgraded the uh, status of the podcast to explicit because I got tired of trying to catch my uh, F-bombs so I will drop F-bombs now and any other cuss word, English or Spanish um, so fair warning if you don't want to hear that kind of stuff then this is not a podcast for you number two I rebranded my podcast um with the paranormal was really cool but i wanted something shorter and miss heights paranormal world is three words and it's a lot easier that way but our email address still stays the same our social media still stays the same everything else stays the same it's just name of the podcast that changed um okay so with that shit done Um, I also wanted to um, let you all know that I've hit the 1,320 mark of plays, Um, so I am in great awe um, because that, you know, I wanted to hit 1,500 plays by December 31st, so it may look like I may be hitting that soon. Um, But then again, I want to say thank you to all new listeners, old listeners, and everybody who follows me, who comments, who shares, who likes the podcast. I greatly appreciate it. Um, We do have a website um, dedicated just to the podcast. I'm going to link it um, in the description box. So check that out. Um, Also, I believe through the link uh, to the website, you can also donate. Um, I'll have to double check with that if you would like to donate. And you could also donate through Anchor if you would like to do that. No one is forcing anybody to donate. Please do not feel obligated. We are in COVID time and I don't want anybody to donate and make them feel like they have to. Again, any donations are greatly appreciated it'll help with the podcast in the future and maybe it'll help me get actually a good setup going you know like a soundproof and a really good mic so i don't have to be using my cell phone but i like my cell phone so yeah all right so all the bullshit news is done let's get into our halloween episode So, have you ever wanted to visit um, perhaps a scary location? Well, in today's episode, I'm going to talk about a couple locations. Now, you can't escape asylums nor prisons. Alright, so... We all know that asylums and prisons are historically cruel and tragic locations. That's a given, okay? They are, um, you know, prisoners and patients abused, mentally ill, the violent, and everything else that society deems um, not normal and too difficult to handle um, were sent to these locations. So, it's kind of sad, to be honest, that, you know, just because you were bipolar, you know, back in the day, they sent you there to get fixed, and you'd end up getting a lobotomy, and you ended up being more fucked up than you were really fucked up. So, we are going to spend our time... Back in 1864. Now, we're going to talk about this really cool lunatic or lunatic asylum in West Virginia. Now, if you have no idea what I'm talking about, we're talking about the Trans Allegheny Lunatic Asylum of West Virginia. Now, again, this asylum opened in 1864. It was a massive, and I mean massive, rambling stone structure. Now, it was under construction until 1881. So, do the math. It technically opened in 1864, but it wasn't finished completely until 1881 and yet accepted patients now the building contains two and a half miles worth of corridors and it is sits on the ominous antichrist number 666 acres of land okay. now originally this asylum was deemed to hold 250 patients now, we all know the stories with asylums. Um, as time progresses, uh, more people come in, more people are dropped off at the doorstep. And, you know, people that don't want to take care of anybody get thrown into an asylum. So just keep in mind that it was originally designed for 250 patients. Um, when mentally ill people were sp- barely in the beginning stages of getting treatment okay now prior to that those same people were considered insane and locked up in ordinary prisons now i'm thinking to myself why would you throw somebody who is mentally ill into a prison why why would you do that they seek help they need help but then again you stop and think about it there was nowhere else for them to go So they would get abused, tortured, and, and, you know, sexually assaulted in in a prison by other inmates. And that's when they started up with the um, asylums. Now, these asylums, in the beginning, were very clean, very spotless. But as time progressed, a lot of the patients were neglected. Okay, The buildings were neglected. Um, the patient ratio to orderly to nurse to doctor was somewhere like 50 to 100 patients per one nurse. Okay, And basically you had to take care of those people in your 8 to 12 hour shift. That's ridiculous. That's impossible. Nobody can do that. So these patients, you know, for lack of um, having additional nurses and nursing staff were left in their filth. You know, their own fecal matter, their urine. Um, Some uh, would literally... Uh, bite other patients, you know, bite ears off, bite their tongue off, you know. And a lot of patients were, um, had their teeth pulled so they wouldn't harm anybody. Instead of helping them and hiring more nursing staff, they did the opposite. They made matters worse, in my opinion. Some of them were confined to beds. Some of them were confined to cribs. Some of them um, that should have been walking and talking were still in an infancy state of mind. Malnourishment. Um, So things like that happened in a lot of these insane asylums. Now, the Trans-Allegheny Lunatic Asylum um, is also known as the West Virginia Hospital for the Insane, and the Weston State Hospital was de- des- was designed using new moral. I'm using air quotes if you can picture it. Moral um, ideas that separated the insane from the criminal from the criminal and aimed to help them now um my little trusty handy dandy history book that I have all these paranormal stories and haunted locations shows some pictures of uh trans-Allegheny and you got asbestos filled buildings you have um you know decay you have Rooms that are all stained and fecal matter smeared all over the place and stuff like that, you know that are just left there now, um, a lot of these asylums closed between in the eighties, early nineties that's when the government started to crack down on a lot of things but you know we'll see now this particular asylum was built using the Kirkbride plan um, which by that what that means is that it's hospital design could aid in the patient's recovery you know the idea was that if a person was given a lots of sunlight quiet pastoral landscapes, plenty of mental and physical activities that their health could be stimulated. In a perfect world, I would say yes. But we're not living in a perfect world. Um, And as the years progressed and as stuff happened, um, this plan, the Kirkbride plan, started to fail. Now, They besides adults, Trans Allegheny had a lot of children um, that were institutionalized for various reading for various reason reasons, which included novel reading, laziness, religious excitement, which were some of the excuses that people used to get rid of unwanted family members laziness you're sending. A child to an insane asylum with people that are truly insane because they're lazy now this is how the people were you know if you didn't hold up you know your end you were lazy or you were a fanatic of whatever the case may be you were sent to an asylum which in my opinion is totally fucked up but again Um, Now, through the decades, treatment of the mentally ill patients became genuinely so and wrongly accused. Now, a lot of the insane asylums have a dark past. And when I mean dark, I mean dark. Um, You have your electric shock therapy supposedly to cure you. You have your hydrotherapy. Basically, it's submerging you into freezing water baths. That is supposed to cure you. I don't understand how that in Sam Hill is going to cure you, but that's what they said it'll cure you. Now, caging uncontrollably, uncontrollable patients, they would do lobotomies on these people. Now, The lobotomy itself became a world answer to the problem. You know, you take a spike into the corner of the eye, wiggle it, hammer it into the skull, wiggle it, make mush of the brain, and then pull it out, and the person is left in a very... A unique state of mind because you just messed up either the left or the right or both sides of the brain to cure their illness, but at some some cases, you just made the matter worse in my opinion now by the fifties, the hospital was overcrowded with more than now get this remember this hospital asylum was built for only 250 people. Now, by the time the 1950s came, so two hundred pe- 250 people in 1864, okay? So keep that in mind. 1950s, this hospital had, hold on, I want to make sure I'm reading this number correctly. 2,400 people crammed into the into rooms you're taking a hospital that was built for 250 people and you're shoving thousands and thousands of people into those rooms now in 1994 the Trans-Allegheny L- Lunatic Asylum was closed up and abandoned um, now today um there's a monument of mistreatment of the mentally ill that was partially restored now so part of the, the the asylum has been restored to its original state because they converted it into a museum now i don't understand why they would convert it to a museum is it because they want to Teach others of the the barbaric way they treated their patients. I mean, you gotta understand. If you're a little kid and your parents don't want anything to do with you, and instead of taking you to an orphanage, they take you to the lunatic asylum and they drop you off and you're acting out because you're a little kid. Then you do, and then you, as part of your treatment, we're going to take this kid and we're going to give him a hydrotherapy. This is a little child. And I'm not pulling this out of thin air. There are a lot of cases where children were put into hydrotherapies. They were um, given lobotomies. They had their teeth pulled because they were biting other patients. So I'm not pulling this out of fucking air. You know, like, no, this is written. There are articles on this stuff. Um, story, there was also. Uh, hold on, I lost my place in my notes. Now, as again, like I said, most of it was opened up as a museum for the general public. But the majority, I would say like 95% of the asylum is closed to the public. Again, asbestos, um, a lot of the buildings are falling apart. You got mold and you got stuff like that. So it's really not a healthy place for anybody. Um, but then there's stories of the place being haunted. Um, the facility was basically understaffed and under under underfund. Now, many of the patients died there. They didn't have a cemetery. They had a cemetery, but it was patient number 2547. Patient 2548. Patient 2549. They had no names. They had nothing on the headstone. It was just a number. Okay? And uh, again, a lot of these patients were not insane family members didn't want it didn't want them so you know your patient dies you call the family or you try to communicate with the family and the family wants nothing to do with them so one they died alone they died abused they died tormented For what? All of this is they died alone. So I I don't. I could never understand. What people thought. Um, People here. Hysterical laughing. The doors were slamming gurneys were literally being pushed down the corridor and nobody nobody would um, even remotely um, work there anymore when they were restoring it for you know the museum all this stuff was happening and nobody wanted to work there and I don't freaking blame them I don't fucking blame them it's, it's retarded um, balls of lights were floating through the hallways full body apparitions um, and a lot of visitors who visit the museum encountered a lot of this stuff you know so it's it's crazy it's whew. yeah um, be- besides Denver Asylum uh, Waverly Hills and Trans-Allegheny I believe those were the ones that were the worst across the board. Now we're going to stay in the same area, but we're going to hit a prison now. Moundsville Penitentiary is about 60 miles northeast of Trans-Allegheny. It is also known as the West Virginia State Penitentiary, Okay, which opened... Just over a decade later, so 10 years after Trans-Allegheny opened, um, Monsville Penitentiary opened. Now, it operated for much of the same time, same time, you know, the same length, um, but its treatment of those confined when it's within its walls was even more brutal. Than that of the asylum. Okay, now to give you an idea of what the penitentiary looked like, it is a Gothic-style compound with its castle-like turrets and battlements. Um, it had this huge, imposing, foreboding place, even with, even when new. This this looked like a beast from Transylvania. It's a massive beast the cells were 5 by 7 feet and it didn't take very long for the prison to become overcrowded so calculate okay? you had this is another one that is very fucking shocking to me Um, but it's rightfully haunted at the same time now They would cram two to four men to share a five by seven cell. Okay? Two to four men in a five by seven. That's almost the size of a freaking cubicle. Alright? Now, to compare a five by seven cubicle or a five by eight cubicle, you have your cubicle... You have the the surface to the cubicle, and then you have two um, storage containers on each side at the ends of it. Okay, now you got a five by seven. You have to have three people sleep in that. Three, four people sleep in that. How the hell are you going to put bunk beds in there? How are you going to sleep? So, if you can picture a cubicle, then you can picture the size of this cell that they crammed two to four people in each cell, all right? I'm sorry, I'm just frustrated. I'm getting frustrated because the system sucks across the board, but a lot of these people were mentally ill and were thrown into situations that they should have not belonged there. Um, now, This penitentiary, this number is going to shock you. Okay, so Trans-Allegheny, built for 250, had, what, 1,400 people uh, locked in there? Okay. This penitentiary was built for 800 prisoners. It had 2,500 prisoners crowded into it. Now, and there was an estimated that 998 men died there. Including 36 homicides, 85 by state mandated executions at the gallows. Uh, hold on, I'm gotta flip my notes here. I mean, stop and think about it. This this shit is crazy. These motherfucking people were fucking nuts. Um, and then in 1931, uh, top it all off. This dude was decapitated. Because the hanging went wrong. So he was freaking decapitated. What a way to die. Sorry. I'm just. And they even show a picture of the, the penitentiary. Which was in use. That penitentiary. Was in use until 1995. The year I graduated high school. And it's creepy looking. It's very Transylvania looking. Huge turrets. Very pointy castle-like. It's just like... Very crazy. Okay. Um, now, nine out of the... Let's see. So, Guy was decapitated in 1931. Because, you know... So, um, I lost my track here. They say that um, ghosts go all the way back to the 1930s and um, when guards thought they saw uh, an inmate walk in the grounds, though there was no prisoner missing. Um, the rumors began quickly that there was a ghost and it was stuck in a repetition. It would do the same thing over and over and over again. There was banging, there was footsteps, there was voices, there was yelling, you know, all of that coming from no particular source, you know, um, the sugar shot is been known to be the most haunted area in the penitentiary that's where um, a lot of the prisoners would go for recreation and that's where they would gamble and fight now there are cold spots have been reported in the room voices have been heard whispering and even arguing um there was one tour guide who reported having been grabbed by the arm while he was down there um an inmate once saw a specter of a man hanging in his cell on the first night there. He had no way of knowing it but a former resident of the cell had indeed hung himself there. Um, So you have a lot of things going on in this particular uh, prison. Now a lot of the prison to give you an idea, because my beautiful handy dandy history book here shows a cell block, and I guess suicide was a big thing, and um, the cells had fencing on top. So. I guess every level had its own fencing on top. So, if a prisoner was to, you know, try to commit suicide, he wouldn't fall all the way to the bottom. He would land on the fence. I guess to kind of, like, break the fall. I know that sounds horribly wrong, but... It's quite unique, in in a sense. Now, um... There's been none of a shadow man. Um, that there, yeah, there are shadow men in different locations of the prison. Um, the shower cages, the chapel, the north wagon gate, also known as the former gallows. And of course, the sugar shack. Um, our next penitentiary is going to be a very interesting location because this penitentiary is in Philadelphia and it's called Eastern State Penitentiary Um, opened in 1829 and it was the first of its kind in the world intended on focusing the physical punishment and torture this prison wanted prisoners to reflect on what they'd done it was believed that the that the this remorse would aid in re- rehabilitation. The cells themselves had toilets, running water, and heat at a time, even when the White House had nothing of sort. Now, um, each cell also had a private outdoor area with skylights, and so they can go out there, take a look at the sky and the sunshine from the beautiful heaven and stuff like that. Now, the prisoners were also strictly isolated to the point of wearing hoods when they were outside of their cells. So, on top of being you're confined to your cell block, to your cell, you're wearing hoods where you can't even see the person when you're out. Dude, that's like fucking playing with some... Some crazy mind shit there. Now, this solitary confinement setup was meant to leave wrongdoers alone with their thoughts so they can repent and heal. Well, so, um, Eastern state was the type of penitentiary that loved to leave his patient patients jesus christ loved to leave um, its prisoners in isolation now eastern state penitentiary evolved into a common prison where prisoners worked interacted and were disciplined more and more cell so blocks were added And solitary confinement was moved to a windowless basement with no light and no plumbing. Or as it's known as the hole. Um, This is where it gets, like these people, I don't know what's wrong with these people. Now guards would submerge prisoners in water and then literally hung them out to dry on the outside wall. So imagine in the winter months. You got submerged in freaking cold water. Then you were hung outside to dry. You're soaking wet and it's fucking cold. 32 degrees outside, below zero, you know, in your 20s and you're freezing your ass off. Wow. Wow. This is ridiculous because you would they would have ice on them. Like, what is wrong with these people? Now, iron bands bound the inmates' hands behind their back, connected to a collar that went around their tongue so that when the person moved, their tongue would rip out and bleed. What the... What kind of shit is this? Oh my god, this is like fucking... Mad crazy shit. What kind of bullshit is this? And the layout of Eastern State Penitentiary, there's a main hub and then there's like offshoots, tunnels that lead to different, um, different blocks. Um eastern state was closed in 1971 with over i am like totally shocked in this number over 70 thousand people have done their time there and it's become known as one of the most haunted places in america stories of strange experience including both Inmates and guards go back as far as the 1940s. There are countless reports of voices shouting, whispering, and laughing. Shadows cast from nowhere race along the walls. A ghostly guard has been seen keeping watch on one of the towers. Um, Gary Johnson, a locksmith who has long worked at restoring the prison, has seen contorted faces and been beckoned by an apparition. Once when he was working on opening a cell block in 4, he was overcome by a force so fierce that he couldn't move. He felt the wave of negative energy crash out of the cell and then tried to lure her in. Oh my god. I don't know which is worst. Trans-Allegheny, Monsville, or Eastern State. All three of these locations are very creepy. Just by looking at the pictures, very very creepy. And on top of it all, each location is super haunted. So I most definitely give this location, you know, an 8 8 No, I give this I give Trans-Allegheny, a 10. I give Monsville an 8. I give Eastern State a 10. So these are all bucket list locations where I plan to go visit. And I will go visit. Um, so yes, that's where I'm going to go. Now, feedback, ideas, stories, I would love to know. I'd also want to hear your your thoughts on these three locations and see what you think. Would you visit Trans-Allegheny Lunatic Asylum? Would you go to Monsville Penitentiary? Or would you go to Eastern State Penn? I would love to know. Leave me a comment um, and... I will respond, or you can email me directly at whattheparanormal77 at gmail.com. Thanks, stay safe, and keep it ghosting. Have you ever wanted a podcast that um, is multifaceted? Um, that your hosts are cool? down to earth you know they talk about everything under the sun including the kitchen sink but they also are real you know well let me tell you about table muscles now Rob and Wolf are co-hosts and Rob is a good friend of mine Um, they have a really cool podcast that, um, like I said, covers everything, you know, they do conspiracy theories, they do, um, shout outs, they, um, support, uh, an, uh, an organization or an awareness um, for the month, um. If you um, are um, going through a rough time, you know, they make themselves available. You know, you can hit them up with a direct message on Insta, their Facebook page. Um, I don't know if they have a Twitter yet. Um, but they're a really cool podcast. Two really down-to-earth guys that um, keep it real you know they're there for you Um, they talk about a lot of different things so their podcast has a little bit of everything Um, make sure you go check them out it's Table Muscles they're on every platform they're on social media Um, let them know that um, Ms. Hyde from what the paranormal sent you and um, go show them some love and, and support they're fairly new but you know let's show our support and um they have a little bit of everything so you know they may have topics that you really enjoy so go take a listen and see what they have don't forget they're called table muscles and they're on uh, social media and um they um, are on all the podcast platforms and don't forget to tell them that miss Hyde from what the paranormal sent you over hey folks um thank you for joining us tonight and make sure you like subscribe and follow on all our social Mm -hmm. medias we are on a lot of platforms. Um, we also have a new number where you can text and leave us your ghost story, or you can leave us a voice message um, telling us about your ghost story, and we will incorporate that into the episode. If you have any comments, questions, or concerns, let us know. You can email us directly at paranormal 77 at gmail.com Or you can send us a message through our social media. With that being said, you'll have a good evening, good day, good night, and we will see you on the next episode. Don't forget to keep it ghosting.
1: I'm signed in this time. Remember, (laughs) I'm technologically stupid. (laughs) No, you're not. (laughs) Yes, I am. I resist technology.
0: Oh, my God. Okay. So, how was your weekend?
1: My weekend was really chill. I went over to the uh, Alpine Village to pick up uh, Bratwurst, because it's October, and I usually have Oktoberfest with beer and brats, and lederhosen and soft pretzels and I missed it a lot
0: oh I know bloody COVID right
1: yes I uh last year when there wasn't COVID uh, I went with a friend and one of the trumpet players that played polka music got on my table like giant man with giant hairy legs and lederhosen and started like dancing I was like oh this is a new view (laughs) (laughs) so hairy
0: (laughs) like this is not the view i want to see thank you very much
1: no but you know it was a very narrow table and i could not believe he didn't fall off playing the trumpet that would have been a good a good uh video to record that was skills no 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 i was far too shocked by the uh hairy legs i just couldn't look away (laughs) (laughs) how was your
0: weekend it was alright. I had my reinforced concrete class and then um I was prepping for my new job, so
1: good. Good that's yeah. good. Yeah. I'm we'll glad
0: you're
1: so busy. Goes. We'll see how this goes, you know. I think we'll if see. anybody should be inspecting concrete, it should be you.
0: Yeah, true.
1: Because yeah. you know,
0: I'll I'll have some good ideas, you know, when I wanna dispose of bodies.
1: Well, I'm thinking more of like the pushback because a lot of those people are in your face and they're aggressive and I just don't feel like you're going to back down.
0: <laughs> well, that too. I was like, excuse me, you, you want to get in my face? Okay,
1: come on. Yeah, and you won't take bribes either. No, Yeah. you, you exactly. cannot
0: bribe me. There's not enough money in the world to bribe me
1: exactly and with those things because the QC process is very very important or people die I think that you'd be really good to have around because they can't uh, they can't buy you off and 10,000 people die yeah you know they're all like excuse me inspector what the fuck do you want
0: do job <laughs> and leave me alone I'm doing my job you do your job make sure this, the concrete is correct Okay? okay good yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then you see on the news, inspector throws workers
1: into pit full of concrete. <laughs> I feel like I feel like you would hex them, and then like dead birds fall on them when they're trying to pour concrete, <laughs> or home, a bunch of birds starts pooping on them. Uh, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, oh no! What was supposed to be normal temperatures turned into ice, and now the concrete won't cure. I wonder what happened there. I wonder. Mm-hmm.
0: I had nothing to do with it. You no, <laughs> no proof. No documentation. It did not happen. You don't control the weather, shit. <laughs> I wish I controlled the weather. <laughs> so, uh, let's let's roll with this episode. Alright, all right. so welcome back to my beautiful seance room, everybody. Um, tonight's guest is a good friend of mine, Miss Sue. Hello, um, everybody. Yeah, you know she's, she she is shy, but get her talking on a subject. Ooh, this girl can talk for days. That's because I like you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it, it all depends if she likes you. If she doesn't like you. And you're screwed. Plain and simple. <laughs> you get my society manners. Yes, yes. no, go away. You yes. get my DMV manners. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. You,
0: you're lucky if you even get a hello out of her. Mm Does not compute. Goodbye. There you go, <laughs> See what I mean? <laughs> Look at that evil laugh. Oh, I talk so well. Oh, I'm so happy. <laughs> so, we're going to be talking about. A kid's toy that turns into, you can say, a deadly weapon if people do not, do not know how to use it properly. If you haven't guessed what I'm talking about, folks, we're talking about the freaking Ouija
1: board. Where did it even come from? Where, like, where did it start?
0: Well, it was created in the 1800s by this dude that he thought, hey, it was a cool parter game to have you know and he mass produced it and thinking nothing of it and then during World War II this psychic medium decided to use it to help out during the war but it backfired Mm -hmm. on her and she got hung for witchcraft in England
1: Uh. and this is during World War II yeah, way past the eighteen hundreds. Way.
0: <laughs> way past the eighteen hundreds.
1: So But you know, they did do dumb things like ban gay people during World War II in England. Too, yeah, so. you know society's stupid in its own But life. not perfect.
2: He's society
0: but still society's <laughs> stupid, so
1: Well, um yeah, I, I just thought it'd have older um origins than that because you know, the idea to make it a toy you know, and, and you think about how creepy it is like to be able to talk to. Oh the yeah, other, it goes way sky. back to like
0: ancient Egyptian time. The druids mm-hmm. it was like way back in the day. Mm. So, um, in a way,
1: um, I find it's it... just like an update. Yeah, it's of an update. How to talk to the dead? Yeah, they
0: call it the spirit board.
1: Mm, okay, and.
0: See, my thing with the whole Ouija board thingy is that don't play with it. Plain and simple. Right. Because I've had friends who have played with the Ouija board. You know, like, my main, okay, my main thing is if I tell you don't do it because you don't know what you're inviting and then you go and do it, then I get a call at 3 o'clock in the morning saying, help I don't know what's in my house. Can you come and help me? Yeah. I've had way too many of those experiences. Where it's like. Nope. I'm not going to help you. Sorry. I don't want whatever it's sitting and doing. And plotting how to kill you. Come join me in my house. No.
1: But I mean that is a gateway. And they open that door. So again it's like. Until they realize how. Um powerful. Serious. Yeah, it is. That they don't believe because you notice most people are, are um you know, not acquainted with the spirit realm. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And which is funny because um I saw the movies, um, the Ouija board movies and then this uh Italian movie I think it's called Paranormal Investigator or something like that. Mm-hmm. and these kids or well, these adults were playing with the Ouija board and one of the guys gets possessed by oh my god what's that he was Hitler's main doctor at the camp yeah him mm-hmm. and he possessed the kid's body so the kid I mean, mm-hmm. literally was hailed Hail Hitler, you know, standing tall and proud and doing all these weird things. He would, like, go torment his parents. He'd try to kill his parents. Um, they did exorcism after exorcism after exorcism, and it didn't work. Mm-hmm. So, in my opinion, when you mess with the Ouija board, you really don't know what you're getting yourself into. Yes, and I mean you would agree with me. I mean, some people, you know, okay, well, we're done. They don't close it, and if shit starts to happen, they burn the Ouija board. You throw yeah. it away. I'm like, everything you tell them not to do, these idiots do.
1: Yes, um, I do understand. Uh, We were too poor for a Ouija board, by the way. So we just created our own. Um, And uh, my cousins live in the house that we opened, the portal. And since we were kids when it happened and now we're adults, they've kind of switched over to Christianity. (gasps) Oh, it's those cousins. It's those cousins. And uh, that house is still really uncomfortable. Um, You know, just bad things still happen. And I did you know, offer to close the portal for them, but they refuse because they're, like, you know, Christians now, and they don't, they just cast out the demon, but it just keeps coming back, I mean, it's a portal.
0: See, you know, and I've had friends, you know, um, this is about maybe 10, 10, 15 years ago, um, mm-hmm. my friends were playing with the Ouija board, and they didn't tell me because they knew that if I knew, I wouldn't go to their house. Yeah. So, they tell me, hey, Denise, you know, you want to come over? We're having game night and whatever. So, I'm like, eh, I got nothing else to do. Might as well. But as soon as I got out of my car and I stepped foot onto the driveway, I text them. I go, nope, uh uh-uh. You can't get me to go any further. Like, what do you mean? Good. like, no, mm mm-mm. I'll tell you right now, there's a whole bunch of shadow people in your living room. And I am not coming anywhere near your living room right now. I go because mm-hmm. you guys are playing with the Ouija board and I am not going about to go do battle with all these people that you guys open the door with no consideration because you're all idiots. And I said, I yeah, sworn. and you were <laughs> warned. Yeah. And I said it, That that's the clean version. I mean, I was dropping F-bombs left and right. And I was like, why would you do something like that? Oh, because we were bored. Their, their answer, we were bored and we wanted to see if this really worked.
1: Well, you take care of that shit now. How about that? And lo and behold, I
0: told them, give me two days. In two days, you're going to see what's going on in your house. You're going to hear. And I called it out like to the T. You're going to hear footsteps, mm-hmm. you're going to hear scratching, you're going to hear growling, you're going to hear everything. Yep. yep. Yep, exactly at 3 o'clock in the morning for two days time. Yeah. Two days straight, mm-hmm. these idiots would be hearing scratching in the walls. Yeah. And then this on the third day, I got a call from my best friend, frantic, hysterical. He's all like, we don't know what's going on. The house keeps shaking and this and that. And I was so reluctant to, I mean, like literally reluctant that I was questioning. Do I put my life on the line to help them? Or do Mm -hmm. I sit there and just wait it out?
1: You're a lot nicer friend than I am.
0: Yeah, I am. It's like, okay, do I want to deal with this bullshit every night for the rest of my life? Or do I go see what they do? So, I went. And as soon as I pulled up, Mm -hmm. I bubbled up. I called everybody and their mama. And it was basically playing a game of cat and mouse. Yes. And and you know me that I hate playing cat and mouse. Because mm-hmm. what happened to that girl Shelly's house? We were playing cat and mouse with that sucker.
1: Yep. Yeah. But she put too many mirrors up. And that's her fault. Well, you know, she's a good Catholic and she doesn't believe us. And
0: the Catholics are the worst.
1: <laughs> Again, it's like until they get called out and... I had no knowledge of what was happening. All I could tell her was, "Whatever's here is terrorizing your son." Yep. You know. And again, it's like you know she did whatever she wanted to do, and we told her not to do it. Still, bless the house. Okay, you just made that spirit really mad. Yep. And it's 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 like it's the same thing with the Ouija
0: board. And I go, you know, I went to their house and I go, "Okay, where's the board? We burned it." I'm like, "Oh, you." idiots. Now you can't close that portal. Um, And it is, I was so ticked off to the point where I was raging and I was like, how do you expect to get this out? You burn exactly. it. And yeah. I go, it's stuck in this plane. And I go, yeah. there's no way to get rid of it. No. Like, this portal is open. I don't even have the magic to close this portal. It's like out of my control. Mm -hmm. And for a good six months, they lived in that house and constantly Mm -hmm. activity after activity after activity. So they finally put the house up for sale. And the one thing I told Mm -hmm. them, I go, you have to be honest with the person that buys this house. Literally, you have to. Yeah. Because you guys fucked up. You created this, and now you're going to put the life yeah. of other people in danger. So the house got sold, um, and the new people moved in, and within a week, they moved out. Yep. So the house has ever since been sitting there vacant in East L.A. Mm-hmm. And I told him, I go, there's nobody to blame
1: but you guys. You guys are the idiots who did it, yep, yeah, just knock that house down and sell that land for something else because that's a portal, you now. know, and it's like,
0: and they didn't mm. learn their lesson. That's the sad part this is, this is this is this is the the kicker they did the same thing, but at their job site, oh well, I'm like, seems like they really, really want to be possessed well, and it did happen and the sad part is that the person who got possessed um uh killed himself because it was too mm-hmm. much i believe it too much of the torment that he was getting and um i don't i don't blame him for putting himself out um but yeah. i do blame him for causing it And, um, if you don't know what you're doing, don't do it.
1: Right. No, I mean, I think this is what's important about speaking on this topic because there's a lot of curiosity, but there's no guide when you buy that board. There's no, and then it's only later. Right. So like go over it again your listeners um, you know when you purchase the board understand this is a tool to talk to mm-hmm. the other side what talks back isn't necessarily what you think it oh, might yes. be I, yeah so yeah be selective about who you think you're talking to who's got the most energy to talk back to you it's certainly not a weak little child that's lost you know the one that has the most energy. Are the negative energy things. Yeah. Demons. Low level demons.
0: And and that's what people don't get. I mean like. Oh yeah. well, Let's do this. We'll use this. It's all fake. It's all you know. Your subconscious doing this. I yeah. don't. I don't know what planet you live on. And I don't know what rock you crawled under. From. But. This isn't something you. Joke about with. You know it's even worse if you don't have the board itself and you know how some people make it out of paper and they do all that
1: yes yeah that's what we did it's just like
0: you're giving it power to basically come into your house and screw with you
1: plain and simple yes yeah you volunteered for it so I think if you're listening to this podcast, and you've dialed in, um, and you've either had experience with Ouija board before, or you're curious about Ouija board, you know, please understand that it's very serious. And even though you can't see it, and it only comes later, the consequences of that action, read up. I mean, you can Google all of the horror stories of people using Ouija board and that actually might tempt people Mm -hmm. even more to to do it to experience it but also understand once a spiritual portal is open only a person that opens it can close it if they can close it so if you insist on playing with Ouija board or you insist on talking to the other side make sure you're talking to somebody who is a spiritual person a serious spiritual person and you're talking to them about what you're about to do it's like going to therapy yeah. really you know it's like hold on i have an idea i want to ruin my life okay like what do you think because this is how serious it can be and the demon demons there's two prominent ones at my cousin's house they're yeah. still running around rampant torturing yeah. everybody and
0: trust me i've been called yeah. in many a time to try to figure out what's going on and mind you i speak to the other side you know, I get all this stuff. Right. So when I go in there and all I see are red bitty eyes looking at me and hiding in the corners, I'm like, nope, mm I'm strong, but I'm not that strong. Nope. I'm not going
1: toe to toe with that shit. No. Especially when it was called. Yeah. That's the difference. If it was a visiting one, if it was one that kind of like was passing through and wanted to do harm. It's it's a little bit easier to get rid of. But when you open a portal and you ask it to come in and you gave it power, it now is yeah. invited. And I think that's what people need to understand when yeah. they play Ouija board. And in and as anything in your life, if it's a guest, you have a hard you time know, getting and rid of it. Another thing
0: is they will never give
1: you their
0: name. So no. if you have their name, it's a little bit easier to close a portal. But they're never going to give you their name. And if the name they give you. Is is like 99.999% chance.
1: It's a wrong name. Yes. Well if you think about it, it. Well I'm not a spiritual person per se. Like I don't go to any one religion. But the things that I've experienced in my cousin's house um are they defy any rational Mm -hmm. reason and there's always been activity at her house ever since we were children and then after we had grown up um you know and she became a christian and both cousins became christians um there were Mm -hmm. phenomena that appeared at her house and it was like these shooting lights like sparks and they said they used to see them all the time but now they don't see them anymore and i never saw them before you know and then staying over at their house it was this horrible feeling in their their mother's bedroom and I was a guest so I that's where I slept and I kid you not I could not sleep more than like 20 to 30 minutes at a time without getting some horrific nightmare and waking up like something was at the door and breathing and and uh, I eventually just stayed in my cousin's room with my two female cousins. And I felt the same thing where I felt this presence walk up to the door and it couldn't pass the threshold because they're very religious now. And, you know, they bless their room and, you know, like, you know, all good intentions in that room. It wouldn't pass through the threshold mm-hmm. for some reason and left. But it it was just a horrible, horrible feeling and I never ever want to visit or stay there because it just was just oh gosh, like I can't even let's just say the nightmares aren't enough to harm me to this day. I believe you.
0: And you know me, you know, like I can go to this location and I'll be like "Mm, no, mm -mm, sorry, nope, uh Uh-huh. And that's Mm -hmm. what happens. It's usually I can tell when there's something there and You know, when I went to go pick up my friend from work one time, I literally didn't want to park my car anywhere near the job site, literally, because I wasn't afraid of what was there. It was I didn't want it to attach itself.
1: That's another thing I always get concerned with, which is why I don't let people know that I have the ability because, you know, people test you once they know that you have some psychic ability, and you're even stronger and, you know, asked to do Mm -hmm. 10,000 more difficult tasks, they always think, like, oh, well, you know, you can talk to the dead, or you can see the dead, so you come here. It's like, uh, no. I don't advertise for a
2: reason.
1: Advertising is not our
2: forte.
0: Do not call me for it. Do not... The only person that can send me any boogie boogie boogies is Sue. She. <laughs> I'm She's yellow. the only one that me <laughs> the Oogie Boogies because half the time she has no clue what to do with them. Yes. But everybody else, you can keep your Oogie Boogies to yourselves and do not send them to me. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I just, I always find it fascinating, like what we've kind of like mm-hmm. walked through together, you know, and, um, kind of like walk back through um remember that place that you worked at that warehouse and it was a water spirit that was yeah I mean one
0: with between me and Sue we've had some really crazy encounters
1: you remember Hotel Del Coronado yes of course I remember that hotel that was when Oscar Oscar got got his head squished yes it his his head like a hand was under and then lifted it up a few inches and yeah. put it back down. So I mean,
0: every time that both Sue and I yeah. are in the same vicinity, we get a lot of activity.
1: Yeah. Well, they know they can feel, and the then energy. they're all
0: like, they'll come to her, and then she'll be like, "Nope, you go over there. You go to that one over there."
1: And it's well, sometimes I just can't understand and that's them. The difficult honestly, part. I mean, like. It's, it's like yeah. when you
0: open the Ouija board and, and you start dabbling in it, you think yeah. whatever's coming through is super friendly. And those that, mm-hmm. you know, come to your house, they present this image of I'm super friendly.
1: But in reality, they're both dark and twisted. Well, I think they think it's a yeah. great magic trick or something like, oh, look, we're not moving the board. It's moving the board. It's like, you don't know what it yeah. is. So don't invite it, you know? Again, it's like, unless you have a trained professional, which if you're a trained professional, you would say, yeah. no, don't do it. Um, again, it's like, look, look on all the websites and read up on the stories of you know what happened to these people and their property, and even when you move, you invited that thing. It will, it will go wherever you go until, again, it consumes you. It yep. wants your soul, and what it wants, it gets. Yeah, it's like betting against the casino. The house always wins. If a de- if you invited a demon in, the demon wants its like pound yep. of flesh. And it's gonna get its pound of flesh, no matter which way you say yes,
0: no how religious you become it's good to get that pound
1: yeah yeah it'll follow you and it'll you know it's like signing a contract you didn't want for life because if you happen to outlast it you're gonna still yeah. go go with it when you die so again like think twice before you open a ouija board attempt a ouija board make one out of paper whatever it is like like take the lesson from this podcast at least and understand like this is not a toy it has long lasting effects and you know you're hearing it story after story people who live yep. it you know and end result is not always what
0: you think it is you know I mean if you don't yeah. believe anything yeah. we say um, my friend perfectly healthy no psychosis he had no, you know, psych, psychologist. He even like he was perfectly healthy. His mind was stable, everything. But after attack, after attack, after attack, he was weakened, and he ended up taking his life. Because that's the end result. Yeah, they will feed you whatever yeah, they absolutely. want you to believe. And the torment and the images and what you hear is the end result is death. Mm -hmm. Plain and simple.
1: No. Well, I mean, you know, as a person that already receives messages from the other side, I already get bombarded by people who haven't passed over. I already get, um, you know, people talking in Mm -hmm. my sleep. They disrupt my sleep. So, I mean, I don't invite um i don't invite chaos and uncontrollable things into my life because i'm already tired it's it's a bad situation to be in because people who died don't know or don't have have they're not ready to pass over so they're kind of wandering around and then they're talking to me or they're telling me a story mm-hmm. and then they're ready to pass over so for me it's like i wouldn't invite Something that's going to take over my life because I'm already in that like really bad state where the dead and the living, you know, kind of I'm the transition, so I couldn't ever, you know, embrace a dark spirit, it would end really badly on both realms. And that's the thing is that, um, yeah, Sue
0: is able to communicate on Different different levels. And sometimes they bombard her too much. Like, especially when she was pregnant, they just bombarded her way too mm-hmm. much that, you know, I don't have an issue. I never had a problem. She sent them my way. Or, you know, I would always check in on her because mm-hmm. I can feel. I'm not an empath. There's Susie empath. I'm not the empath. And I would, mm-hmm. I just. The connection that we have between us i knew it was getting chaotic for her and, and the sad part mm-hmm. is um many people don't know how to handle that and then they turn to the ouija board mm-hmm. as if that stupid board is going to give them the right answers
1: Well, I mean, if you think about it, if you're listening to this podcast now and you do want that answer, how would they get it, though? See, that's the thing. It's like we try to help people because there are certain questions and there are paranormal experiences that they've lived through that they want to connect, that they want to talk about. And these are living. So, I mean, what do you recommend that they do? Because they're curious. They want to talk. To somebody on the other side, like what can they do and who can they talk and to first without and foremost, going through
0: each? Other? I would recommend a psychic. Um, somebody okay. that is well known, somebody that you know um, mm-hmm. that is known by word of mouth, preferably, um, and let them mm-hmm. do the communicating, because a psychics, and okay. I mean, I use I throw myself in there, but I don't give myself a name. I I prefer not to give myself a name because then I'm grouped in a category and I'm stuck in that category. So I I don't, Mm -hmm. I just call myself, you know, hey, I just talk to the other side. That's it.
1: Right, right. So um, if if you are interested and you're listening, um, you know, ask, um, you know, send a message if this is, you know, something you're looking for or curious about, you know, um, we'll do our best to find a psychic or you can find a psychic in your area that's reputable yeah. um, to, to help you get these answers because they know how to open and close and some word of advice that when you're seeking these answers to um, be prepared um, you know, because when you open yourself up to these things, psychics have the ability to read you. Um, they can read your past, present, future. Um, they could do all that stuff, and they could cause serious harm in your life. So do be careful what kind of information, um, how much money, resources you're going to put into this. Yeah, Because a lot of people thing, get manipulated.
0: Um, the quick answer is through the Ouija board, and they the Ouija board will give you what you want to hear and it's a quick answer but at what cost whereas if you go to someone like me i'm not going to put a price on it if your relatives want to talk yeah. then they're going to come through and they're going to talk i never put a price on anything because mm-hmm. it's not my place mm-hmm. it's the spirits who want to mm-hmm. communicate and they'll communicate and if they don't feel like communicating then you know i can't force them to communicate and you'll notice Absolutely. that Absolutely. Um, there are psychics who will charge you $200 for 30 minutes. Not even a full freaking hour. You're mm-hmm. paying you $200. And mm-hmm. they'll sit there and they'll start telling you things. And they will go off your body language. They will go off a whole bunch of different things. And, you know, yeah, I personally am not like that. I mean, I've read a couple of people at my job where I worked with Sue and there were a couple of uh, coworkers that, you know, out of the blue, I would mention something. Gaza was one of them. Sue um, kind of told her that she was expecting, she was pregnant, expecting a little girl before she even knew. <laughs> that one surprised her. She's like, yep. what? And then she's all like, yeah, how did you know? I'm like, uh, Bertie told me. No, no. When you
1: told me, I was like, that's 50-50. <laughs> but it ended up happening. And I didn't even know you were pregnant, so. Oh, no, it just, yeah. And uh, and the day before mm-hmm. the ultrasound, she came to me. So, you I mean. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, then, peek-a-boo you know, there was yeah.
0: gazes encounter with the little old lady that turned out to be his grandmother you know things things come easy Mm -hmm. for me because i'll tell somebody and i'm like they'll ask me how do you know well no shit sherlock she's standing right next to you you know but i've never Mm -hmm. personally in my life Mm -hmm. i've never played with the ouija board i refuse to be anywhere near the ouija board because that's energy that i do not need in my Mm -hmm. life i don't need the torment. I mean, as it is already, I suffer from depression. I don't need more chaos being yeah. brought in and convert.
1: Yeah, you don't need somebody to kick you down a well further. <laughs> you know, Shit. So,
0: <laughs> I mean, I'm always available. I mean, like, I always help Sue out whenever she needs it. You know, because then she'll throw those messages up in, into the yes, sky. And do. I'm like, oh, man, she's at it again. Or she wants to kill somebody. I'm like, she's at it again. Mm-hmm. You know, or she'll do her astral yes. travel and it's like, no, 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 come back. You've gone
1: too far. Oh, yes. I'm notorious for that. But you know what? I've seen things and been to places that I've never yeah. traveled to. Planes that I've never traveled it. to. Yeah. So with those. Yeah, with those questions answered, I'm I'm good. See, I'm that's the thing. Here. Sue can do the astral
0: traveling with no problem. I can't. And if I end up being anywhere remotely near her when she's traveling, it's because she pulls me in. She's like in trouble. She's like, yeah, Dings! that's true. You have to come. Get and then me. I get pulled. I'm like, oh, yeah. here we go again. There's that weird feeling again. The weird feeling. And then I know when I'm getting traveled because I get that weird, like, sucking feeling. Like, <sniffs> it's usually Sue. I'm like, yep, she's she's gone again. She went a little too far this
1: time. Yeah, so I'm mostly scientific. So sometimes, like, having these experiences is really hard to explain. So when I tell you, you know, all the listeners that... Um it's not something to be lighthearted about. Um, like I said, you know, you'd have to experience it to know and the serious gravity of what happens to you. So um I, I'm like Denise, I don't advertise. Um I actually don't like reading people. So if you're in and around me, I prefer to just block myself off and not hear what you're thinking, saying, whatever it is. Like I just don't want to know. Um, but, but when somebody comes to me and asks me, you know, for advice or to read them, I'm very honest. I'm not going to hold back. Um, and sometimes it it doesn't make them feel very comfortable. It makes them
0: feel very personal. It's almost like a personal attack.
1: They, exactly. So they open, um, that, a veil, if you will, and they ask to read, and she's been with me when I've read people, and it was multiple people. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll just call a bitch out. Yeah, there's no holds bar. It's like, you effed up, you shouldn't have done this, this is what I see, and you know, I I see the shock on their faces, because this is the first time we're meeting, uh, or this is the first time we're ever speaking, and it's It's exactly what they wanted to hide. And they're all
0: like, oh shit. They're like, yep. Just just letting you know whatever she's saying.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm not a sideshow. I don't do this for a living. I don't wear a turban. I don't look at a crystal ball. I walk into the room. I feel um, the energy there. And I get the messages. And then I relay the messages. And again, if you're susceptible and you want to hear what I have to say or you're asking me like to think really oh, hard because shit is tiring. Mm-hmm. Um for those one thing is that yeah mm-hmm.
0: um I've done it longer than Sue has. For like I've done it for like forty some years now. Sue is getting into it and she's learning how to harness it. So when I was showing her how to, you know, harness it and how to kind of separate and not let it drain her so much. She's getting better at it. Um, but it's still draining. You feel zapped. Literally, it feels like an electric shock just mm-hmm. went right through you because all that energy is just gone.
1: Yeah, You feel like you were filled yep. with sand and then got dumped out that's just is hollow and again it's like you have to remember where you are for me, you know? It's like, okay, hold on. I have to position myself again where I, I was at. <laughs> so I prefer not to read people. And, yeah, if you see us in public, just avoid She's me She's not gonna read I, you I won't be talking she to you she will not read you. She Yeah I'll tell
0: her to bubble up. No. I will I'll walk really far away from you. because I can spot yeah. it a mile away. Yeah. And if you're walking toward us, I will literally tell her, bubble yeah. up.
1: Hey, man, you got bad yeah. juju. I'm going to bring my knife out. I'm not playing around. I don't want to be anywhere near crazy people. Yeah. I don't want to be anywhere that, near energy suckers. And that's you what I, stay I do over when wherever we're you
0: are together, like eating lunch or something like that. I, I straight uh-huh. up tell her, hey, bubble up. And she'll bubble up. And she's getting better yep. at, you know, mm-hmm. picking it up, but there are still some times where she can't see it coming or feel it coming and I'll be like bubble up and then I take the brunt of it mm-hmm. and then she'll notice yep. that by the end of the, you know, wherever we're at we're going back to her place, by the end of it, I'm like dead tired. I'm like so tired.
1: Yeah, explain the idea of, um, of psychic um, barriers for people. There's a lot of... Uh, I well, I mean, again, you and I have talked about this, and so it's a lingo. And what I've gotten feedback mm-hmm. from other people is that it's very specific. And a lot of people that aren't they part of the psychic realm don't understand it's the verbiage. It's
0: difficult because either I have to put it in a context where you can picture it as a visual person like so yeah. when I tell Sue bubble up or protect yourself or put yourself somewhere where it is um, safe um, I usually mm-hmm. tell people picture this giant bubble and it just literally manifests mm-hmm. around you and it's see-through but it's so solid that Mm -hmm. nothing can penetrate it and you don't even feel it like everything will bounce right off
1: Mm -hmm. so i feel like people that don't understand um psychic ability um and don't understand being a receiver so i'm a receiver um and then i also um broadcast but most importantly, it's like being able to receive radio waves and just having like a giant Faraday yeah. cage over yourself, so that you block anything coming in or out. So that's what bubble up means. So that whatever is trying to come in, can't yeah, because once read you, me and I don't once read it that. reads
0: you, it knows everything. It, it's like a computer. It will go through the whole your whole yes. life Rolodex and be like ooh oh this happened to her ooh this oh oh." and they will throw that back at you Mm -hmm. and that's why I'm very cautious when we're out in Mm -hmm. public because I'd rather have her bubble up and be protected than get tormented later on because something attached itself
1: yeah yeah so those with even minimal psychic ability or feel that you have psychic ability, more likely than not, you do. Okay. I mean, you know, some people are just crazy <laughs> and there's nothing to say about that. And, you know, I do talk to my therapist about this. Um, but for those who feel like they have some psychic ability and you have questions, you know, feel free to ask them. Um, there is a great psychic community out there. They're very open. Um, they do talk. Um, you know there's schools um that teach you how to um harness the ability but also not become victims to it because it is torture oh my God. you know you do second Oof. guess everything, and before I met you that's and yeah, I was really tortured, tortured by it, you know
0: it literally is that um i've had people that have the gift that at times, it was so chaotic in their mind that it was driving them batshit mm-hmm. crazy.
1: Yeah, but you see how realistic um, some of yeah. the details of the dead like that come through. Um, I have a hard time discerning dreams from reality for a long, long time because I was seeing the world through their eyes. So I write them down mm-hmm. from time to time, the specifically, like, traumatic ones, very, um, um, the ones that, I mean, they really have a hard time passing through until they get this story out. And I feel so bad for them that I'm their last <laughs> stop because I'm not very helpful, okay? I'm just not that helpful as I Like, if you stopped here, I feel really bad for you. As a and I'm person. laughing I do. because it's, it's true. You it's know? Because, I mean, Yes! I feel really bad for them. They just, like, felt my energy and they're like, hey, let's go to her house and let's talk to her. And I I do, I think maybe that's all yeah. they need, honestly. They, like, they just need somebody to feel for them because their last impressions on Earth weren't passed on to their children, weren't passed on to their relatives, to anybody yeah. of and, um, importance. And
0: that's the the, the weird yeah, and, thing about it is that, you know, A lot of people will say psychics need to do follow this protocol. Psychics need to do it this way. Psychics need to do it that way. There are no fucking rules.
1: Okay. You know, they're so, you know, um, specialized and they make themselves into these little groups. And honestly, like, I don't, I don't. Other than you, I don't really talk. I don't um to yeah. people about my abilities. You know,
0: I don't um, either because
1: it's over I their don't head. I put myself in a freaking so.
0: category like everybody else. Mm-hmm. I don't follow a set rule. I don't. I do everything no. on my own. I do everything I was taught how to do. You know how to work a mat, a candle. You know how to make it. Yeah. and how to work it spell onto it. I was taught how to do that how to prep a candle. I was taught how to do that. Mm -hmm. I don't need um, Mm -hmm. other psychics to tell me you're doing it wrong or that's not how you're supposed to do it or you need to follow this way because everybody was taught differently.
1: Yeah, and I also think depending on where you tap into, that's what you want to do because I feel like the psychic protocol is to train Mm -hmm. people to do this basic thing or because they want them all to be like this and now when you have a natural ability that's the hard part right because again it's like I what they do is not going to fit your lifestyle is not going to fit my lifestyle because they don't understand the extent of what you have and Mm -hmm. I don't even realize the extent of the power that I have because you know, we were talking about this yeah. um, maybe like last year, right? And um, there was one specific spell. And I don't usually like to, to cast them. I don't usually do them. But then when I wrote it, it was like mm-hmm. so easy to write. It would just, It just came, right? And then when I recited mm-hmm. it, that's when it wasn't my voice anymore. It was like 15 different voices and a lot deeper. Yeah. That scared the shit out of me. And I told another friend who's, you know, going to get training, and she said, well, you know, you're tapping into a a different realm. Those are the voices coming through. And for most people that never, ever cast a spell, and, you know, they'll never do this, (laughs) um, I don't recommend you doing it on your own. I don't recommend you Googling shit online, like I've seen the the demon ones, you know, where they, like, summon one. Ooh, that's a dono.
0: You want to talk about screwed up spells?
1: Yeah. (laughs) 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 There's that, yeah. That could be in your own whole other podcast. But, like I said, Ouija board works the same way. Because, like a spell, you're calling something. You're tapping into a plane and opening a door. And that door... Should only be open and closed by somebody who knows what they're doing. The people that know how to guard, and the people that know how to handle the worst case scenario passing through. Because I think that's what people always downgrade. How you know? And, how that's, and that's again what passes part, through could be.
0: You know, I have friends who will call on me and be like, "Hey, can you?" Yeah. No. And it's a hard no. I will never. I will, will never go that's and fair, try to figure something that's out fair. for them because I'm putting myself at risk. I'm no. putting everybody in my home at risk because I gotta go fix something they yeah. screwed up. See, in, in my... Well, honestly, <laughs>
1: that's why I like see, laugh when in, I watch those go-to. I'm a
0: fixer. <laughs> I'll fix the problem And then I'll lecture you after. And when it comes to this kind of stuff, the Ouija board and stuff like that, I will never fix it. I'm sorry. You open the portal and you threw away the board or you burned the board and you want me to go in and fix it. I'm not stepping anywhere near that board. It is. It's totally impossible. impossible You have to be like a super powerful which,
1: yeah,
0: yet yeah, to even remotely get close to closing that Demon portal, hunter, yeah. And then on top of it all, how many portals did you open? Yeah, because it could be one main portal, and it could be a hundred yeah. portals. So there's no point in me trying to go mm-hmm. in there and be like, "Okay, you have five portals. You invited sixteen demons, and um, yeah, they want to kill you." Okay, first and foremost, all these demons come through, yeah, and you want me to stick my precious life on the line.
1: What's worse is they don't just do you know, it once. Like, they do the worst. You want me to stick my times. precious That's life the on
0: the line for you because yeah. you're an idiot, and you're dumb, and you think it's a piece of cake because Denise will fix the problem.
1: No. I'm you not warned. taking a bullet for Nobody's nobody.
0: Nobody's taking that. Unless hit. you're a family member or you're, it's you. but
1: No. But again, it's like, you know, you trained us and, you know, you already warned us. So, uh, that's not one of those situations where we're going to get into willingly, honestly, because you know, I've known you almost a decade and you know, from the get-go it wasn't yeah. one of those things I invited. And that, and that it was the thing that, that I was too. born with.
0: Yeah. But your dad is special on on a on a, yes. on a different yes. level though.
1: I can't even begin to understand the legacy from my father's side. Um but only that they are yeah. very powerful. Um, yeah. Which that's why and
0: that's why you ended up with yeah. what you had and that's why your yeah. daughter is a triple threat. Which we'll talk about her daughter in another episode. But that little girl. Can summon anything. With just a snap of a finger. Or a tap of the ground. And that thing will come right up.
1: Yes. Which is why I tend to. (laughs) You know. Have to pull her back. (laughs) Yeah. Because when she was little
0: oh and lord the, she had a, so know, many things yeah. running around but, her house I was like wait a minute where did these guys come from and there she was pounding yep she called them and she was hitting the floor and they and were like yeah. oh
1: sweet Jesus
0: girl you you got
1: your I, I don't even want to yeah the language the old language that yeah. she was using—that's the thing. It's living like living daylights out of me.
0: If you have the gift and you play the wiki yeah. board, you are just asking for some serious. <laughs> well,
1: I was going to say serious. You're trouble, going to die. You're gonna croak. You're gonna. You're going to die. You're going to die. Yeah. No, I'm going to tell you now. If you have the gift. Do not touch but then the again,
0: board. But then again, Sue, you know, there are people out there she with don't. no common sense. You know, this world is made up of idiots. This is true. So, chances are somebody that has the gift this that doesn't true. know they have the gift touches a board and opens it and doesn't close it. Um, yeah, they're an idiot.
1: Well, that's how they keep the demon realm so busy. They're like, hey, demon. we're going like, go hey, to go to Like, hey, for all. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, party yeah. at Johnny's house. Let's all 15 Let's of us Johnny. go drink beer and then oh, take and bring over Johnny's all, life. You yeah. know, that one
0: crazy doctor with us, too. He can always join us.
1: Yeah. So Fair warning, guys. Don't do know, it. We, I wanted to do this episode. <laughs> Just don't do it. Because Sue
0: has experience, I have experience, and I don't. It's Halloween. People always.
1: Oh yeah, they love that shit. Like seances during Halloween, all Halloween Eve. They just want to be talking to dead people. Do do it
0: with somebody that can properly protect you while you're doing it. Do not go up. do not go yeah. out there and do yeah. it. Find on the your own yeah, find because you will fuck it up.
1: Yeah, don't go to no goddamn graveyard. Don't go to do that not shit get in a
0: cemetery. Please if don't that, go yeah, dig up a fresh grave yeah. because I've seen idiots no. do that, and it's oh, not God. just disrespectful. That's just disrespectful. You do not know what that person. Um, you know, that's has true. going on.
1: Yeah, so, that's true. You
0: know, like, don't go to the graveyards. Don't do, mm-hmm. you know, Pasadena, do not go to the suicide bridge. Please don't do that.
2: No. <laughs> that's, no, no, on no. Halloween. that's on an
0: ordinary day. Is bad. So, I mean, the whole point of this episode was to give you some yeah. personal experience so... with, about the Ouija board and give you an idea of what can happen. Um, but please, seriously, do not play with the Ouija board. Do not remotely contemplate and thinking about it because yeah. the end result is always negative. It's never a positive. Yes. And it's irreversible. I, if you need to talk to somebody and you, you have you know something you want to help with I'm more than glad to help you out. Um, I do not charge. I don't believe in charging people for help. Um, the contact info will be listed below. Um, Sue is a very busy person. She's very, very busy. Um, <laughs> um, but um, I'm more than glad to, to step in and help you out as best as I can. Um,
1: but yeah. Yeah, if you want a cartoon, non-experienced psychic running around your life, (laughs) I would probably be the only one that uh, would fit that. Um, I'm scared of dead things, uh, and um, I'm not very polite. So if Denise pulls me in and you just happen to be getting my help, thank your fucking lucky stars. Um, Because I hate doing it. I hate it. um, Yeah, and 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 I only will pull her in if I need extra
0: backup. Because she has really strong, good energy, and if I need it, I will ask her and if she's available. But majority of the time, I can handle basically about anything and everything you throw at me. So, if you have any comments, questions, concerns, by all means, let us know sue has a podcast on anchor um so random tasks go check it out we are hilarious on there because we just randomly talk about shit and it's hilarious
1: (laughs) (laughs) so the lesson today is halloween is coming up do not tempt fate and try to talk to dead people without proper guidance and help. And <laughs> she's already opened it up to you guys. I would take her up on it. And who's ever listening and curious, ask questions and also be very prepared <laughs> to run for the damn. And you gotta, you okay, you gotta
0: love Sue. You You all have to love Sue because she says it like it is. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I I have no energy for foolishness. I have no energy to lie to you. I just don't wanna do it. <laughs> if I don't like you, I just won't say anything. And if there's something standing behind you and you happen to be <laughs> she'll a a person, <laughs> I won't tell you. Yeah, she'll I tell will you say, like Denise, let's luck. go. And I will
0: leave. And I'll turn around and be like, Oh, okay, yeah, let's go. Yeah. We were supposed to go to Medea Louis for some macaroons let's this, this, this roll <laughs> yep so um, yeah, check out Sue on yeah. her podcast random Ta- tasks um, she has a couple of episodes up already so check that out um, again if you have any comments, questions, concerns let me know I'm here to help as best as I can um, you got anything else you want to say?
1: No, I think I, uh, I did a good, like, you know, don't do drugs, don't do ghost warning, I don't know, all don't right. do Ouija, I don't know. <laughs> we gotta put them on a the t-shirt, ooh, don't do Ouija. In, in,
0: I can have that made,
1: ooh, brilliant idea. Okay, alright, yeah, okay, so watch out for Merck, it's you gonna know, say don't do Ouija. With,
0: you know, something, I don't know, we'll make it funny. There you go. After, Perfect. We'll draw like, how stick figures demons with demons chasing after, after and chasing Another little stick yeah. figure. <laughs> Alright, folks. With that being I said, love it. Um, we're going to close this episode <laughs> and I will see you next week. Talk to you all later. Bye.
1: All right.